Okay. Yeah, you good. Let's travel back in history for a moment to 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th grade. Whichever grade you learned about the three branches of government and the separation of powers, you probably recall your teacher telling you that there is an executive branch, a legislative branch, and a judicial branch, and that they provide checks and balances on each other so not one branch gets too powerful. Now at this point, you most likely have some idea of what each of the three branches do, but let's break it down for a quick refresher. Yeah, I'm nice. I can read. I can read. <laughs> Yikes. <clears throat> the legislative branch is organized into the House and Senate and is most known for being the branch that makes laws. But that is not all they are and what they do. This branch also includes almost 20 agencies that support the House and the Senate. A few of these include Congressional Budget Office and the Library of Congress. For more information about these agencies and what they do, you can go to USA.gov. In addition, it has the most important abilities to confirm or reject nominations for Supreme Court judges, heads of federal agencies, like the FBI, and federal judges, as well as declare war. Now, I'm sure when a lot of people think of the executive branch, they think of the president. But it also includes the vice president, the cabinet, and a multitude of other agencies, commissions, and committees. A few of these include all the departments, like the Department of Defense and the Department of Agriculture, as well as the CIA, the FBI, the EPA the Peace Corps, and many, many more, all of which play an important role in executing laws. The judicial branch is where things get a little tricky, and this is where we want to spend a little more time. This branch consists of courts that decide the constitutionality of laws and if laws are broken. But is it just the federal courts, the state courts, and the Supreme Court? Why so many courts, and what's the difference? We have two sectors of courts in the United States, the federal courts and the state courts. Your average criminal case involving individuals, something like robbing a house or a domestic dispute, will likely go to state courts. These courts deal with breaches of state laws which can be different depending on which state you live in. Federal courts have jurisdiction over the constitutionality of federal laws, international disputes, bankruptcy, disputes between states, and something called habeas corpus. But where does the Supreme Court come into play? There are two main pathways for a case to get to the Supreme Court from the state trial court, to the state court of appeals, to the state supreme court, and then the U.S. Supreme Court, or it can start in the federal trial court, then go to the U.S. Court of Appeals, and then the U.S. Supreme Court. Once a case does make its way to the Supreme Court, the justices have to vote to decide if it should be reviewed, and if at least four of the nine justices agree, it is selected for review. That's when you end up with huge cases like Roe v. Wade being argued and decided on in the Supreme Court. So we have these different levels of courts, but who are these justices and judges that make these possibly life-altering decisions? How do they get to where they are? Federal judges are nominated by the president and confirmed by the Senate, while state judges can get their position in a number of ways, either by election, appointment for a set time, or appointment for life. Federal judges have lifetime appointments, while state judges have set terms. Let's use California as an example of how state judges are chosen. Judges in California that sit on the state Supreme Court and Court of Appeals are appointed by the governor and then confirmed by the voters in the next election. Voters in this form of election are only voting on whether or not this judge is approved between two candidates. If the candidate is not elected, the governor will elect a new judge. These judges serve for up to 12 years. Trial court judges, on the other hand, serve six-year terms and elections are staggered so that every two years, one-third come up for re-election. Whether they are elected or appointed depends on the circumstances. So, for example, if a seat is left vacant in the middle of the term, a new judge is appointed for the remainder of the terms. Or, if they are challenged at the end of their term, there can be an election. 
Elections are where you come in. You can be part of the judicial process by voting to elect the state judges that can be voted on, voting on governors that appoint judges, and by voting in all elections to make sure that the president and senators will choose judges that are qualified and fit for the position.